0: I took my wellness business from 13K that first year and feeling fried and exhausted to over six figures. Now I'm a business coach for health and wellness professionals just like you, and I create done-for-you content and programs to help you save time and money so you can spend more time nailing down your niche, understanding your buyer avatar, attracting your ideal client, and building your business from the ground up the right way. So sit down and let's get started. All right, guys, it's Rachel Feldman. I'm here. Tell everyone your name and then we're going to get into, because I tend to murder last names.
1: That's okay. I'm Gianna Surratt here in New Jersey.
0: So guys, what we're going to do today is we're going to dive into how do you list build and build visibility when social media isn't the place that you want to be hanging out, or maybe that's not where you want to be promoting yourself. So can you tell everyone just a little backstory about yourself and, and who you coach and your dream client?
1: Sure. So I'm a 2005 I graduate. I also did 2007 immersion. I was with IN for a while, and then I actually had a, a good, what I considered a full-time part-time practice, where I had po- part-time hours, but I had full-time clients constantly okay. coming in, coming out, totally offline, I had no no social media or anything, just totally offline, and I had a, a personal situation where I was in a very toxic relationship so I had to close my doors because I was seeing clients in my house and I was a student coach for the school. So I was on the phone and a lot of distraction. So when I came back in 2015, everything had changed. All the marketing, everything, all the shiny objects. I mean, oh God, my own. So I I kind of got caught in the the wheel of everything with everyone. And then I found Andrea Nakayama and did her digestive intensive course. And that's when I rebranded into gut health and was still working offline until last year. And now I have to work online
0: and that's become a whole nother overwhelming experience. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I think for anybody listening, I know that part's overwhelming no matter what. And I think especially in the digital space, it requires a certain bandwidth to show up online. Mm -hmm. And for somebody like yourself, which we talked about before we even started recording, if you're that person that isn't going to put your your personal life in full disclosure, you know, on social media, then how does your ideal client actually identify? So what we're going to go through is some ways that you can use and just remind me of the programs that you have
1: So I have the essential oils business builder, the first one, and steal your copywriter and the gut health protocols and restore the gut building.
0: Do you have the leaky gut or the gut health protocol? The gut health protocol with the lab testing and the restore- Let's talk about that beginning entry point. The one thing that I would say is in this last year, because we're recording this in middle of May of 2021- I would say this has been an unprecedented time. I don't think that we have to say this is gonna be forever, but I wanna give some scenarios of what would be a good idea is to use the digital space to, for your client, for ideal client to not only find you, but also to identify with your teaching method. Because I think that too often we look at social media as just a selling platform instead of looking at the digital space. So using social media, or maybe other places, which you don't have to be so social in the kind of post, but as a way to build that know, like, and trust factor. So problem solution number one is, I would say, the reason I loved building on YouTube that I was that person that's a much better face-to-face connector explaining. I think also when it comes to gut health, there are just like with any different niche, there's many different approaches, but gut health requires a lot of explanation. Mm-hmm. And so if you're comfortable speaking offline mm-hmm. and building in that way, what I suggest is committing to one or two times to put a video on YouTube Maybe that's like Tuesday and Thursday, or it's Wednesday and Friday, or you release one on Wednesday and one on Saturday morning. And those are pre-recorded videos. So solution number two is like, well, what do I actually record? Because I'm a little nervous to do that. We're going to just make it really simple. I want you to look at the gut health protocol as an opportunity to have a freebie. So, if we look at the quiz as a freebie or the lab reference sheet as a freebie, video number one could be How do you know that you have imbalances in your gut? What are some of the signs and symptoms of having imbalances in your gut? Did you know skin and beauty is completely related to your gut? Did you know how stress can affect the gut? You know, or five five reasons i knew that my gut was out of balance or five reasons that how how gut imbalances were affecting my life those are just i think eight examples that i just gave mm-hmm. that link to download is the quiz okay so those pre-recorded videos you can put that quiz up screen share i would suggest a 1 minute intro You know, my name is, I specialize in what I have found for a lot of my clients is they didn't know there was a gut issue. And so what I'm going to be diving into in this training is talking about the signs and symptoms. Another one even could be like the common diseases that are associated. We're not making a claim, we're educating and informing. That's what YouTube is about. So when I look at, when I think of YouTube with pre-recorded videos, I actually think of pretending that you're doing a talk. So those talks that you did before that landed you consistent clients are really the talks that you can do with your eyes closed. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You know exactly what to say. And if you are reading off a script or PowerPoint, you can always screen share that because we know that people are very visual. So you do the one minute intro, maybe even 30 seconds. You know, I graduated from, I specialize in. So, hey guys, let's dive in today. And then you can screen share and say, you know, I want when you download this this quiz or when you download this lab reference sheet, because I advocate for my clients. I have found that in this world, so many of us don't get our questions answered. And we often have a lot of mistruths some of which are the following where we're told, oh, you're just, you know, stress kind of person. So you're just going to have gut issues. So really identifying what actually are those issues that that person has. And then saying, you know, when you take this quiz below, you're going to get instant access to the lab reference sheet. This is the quality of information that you're always going to get from me. So if you do that one model, and you really bleed out that one model for your list building, then of course you can do the same and flip it around. Hold on one second. <laughs> so if we flip it around and then we think of the other way, you could also come with, hey guys, I created this lab reference sheet to be able to educate you know, clients on what are some of the tests that often don't get looked at when we're in the typical, you know, medical space and no, this is not making a claim. And please always consult with a professional, like your, your specialist, your doctor. But I want you to know some of the things that I wish I would have known. So right there, we have two freebies. You can still, and you can, it can be the same thing. The quiz that person opts in and they land on a page where you do that introduction. Hey, this is what you can expect. And then, of course, they're getting that. The follow-up emails, don't overcomplicate follow-up emails. I couldn't figure out automation. Seriously, could not figure it out until I hired somebody and they did it. So I'm still not the greatest at doing that. I have a platform that I use that I've taught myself. But you don't have to worry so much about that follow-up response. You can do that on a thank you page where it's like, hey, watch this video first. And that could be a masterclass that you have pre recorded that always stands there. And then right under it can be schedule a discovery session. Let's get your gut fixed. It doesn't have to be beyond that. Once somebody's on your email marketing list, if you're great at automation, awesome. But if not, they're on your list. Think about just nurturing that list every month with high value information that you can either pull from the blogs in your gut restore program. Those blogs can also be videos that you pre record. And the simplest way to do that is you say, Hey guys, you know, I'm going to go over this. I have this blog printed out, or I have this topic printed out. So if you see me look below and just keep it really simple, you have a great presence for speaking. What you're doing is you're just taking that to the online space, but everything's pre recorded. Okay. If you want to do that live, You can do that live and you could look at doing, you know, if you did want to dive into a platform, you might find that like LinkedIn, you really like, because that is about connection. For me, social media isn't just about more information, more information, or it's about high value information. You don't have to put everything of your personal life, but you need something there to help your ideal client connect. So LinkedIn's a really great platform I love because you do get people more into conversations and connections. So I would say those are like three problem solvers. The same strategy that we have, like find out, you know, this, what's going on with you, that quiz could be used to lead to any other freebie, which you have in the Gut Restore program. The second part of that, if we said offline is the truth is, we can still have those offline connections. What I did when I graduated because everyone had a beautiful website and I didn't. I had the crappiest like website, man. It actually, no offense, I didn't didn't.
1: say anything.
0: It was was given to me by IN and they were not the ones that you see now. And I couldn't even figure out how to link a a (laughs) gift. So I said, email me at at this email and I'll send you a gift. (laughs) It actually turned into be the best marketing strategy. And I didn't even realize that because that again, got it into connection. One of the people that teaches in my membership is this month teaching about Facebook groups. And she said, even if you're never building on Facebook, even if you're building a community on like Mighty Network or something else or doing it in practice better, which you can build a community and practice better. Yep, I have so, so it's the same kind of idea. Is that social media is about connection? And she said, you know, the moment that somebody comes into my group, I say, can I send you this gift by message? So if we really get back to this way of doing marketing in the way that I really think works, and in the way that I built my list organically to seven thousand, is that it's connection we wanna get somebody on in a message. We want somebody to have that conversation because that's where we can get more personal in that space. So let me just say as a reminder, we don't have to put our personal life, but we do have to come out of just the teacher hat. So if, if that means that you're bringing up examples of clients, that's a great way. Why? Because a, a client, you know, testimonial or even a case study, that's helping that person to identify. When we talk about the off the online, the offline space, everyone is online in some aspect because in different parts of the country and the world, some people are on lockdowns, some people have a lot of restrictions, still, they're all in the same position. So what I did when I first came out of school, because everyone had that fancy website and they could make graphics look wonderful. And that was not my stone of genius. Still now, I am like the real flunky. I can go and like dance and move around, but I can't always get the words to pop up. I can't snap and have things. That's just, I had to have that moment this past year where I was like, stop focusing on that rage. It's taking you away from the message. And so when you think about reaching out to people, you are reaching out to them, those brick and mortar that are in the same position. And you're saying, I would love to come and do a talk. This is what I can do a talk on. My clients often find, and this is what I'm going to give your people. Or you reach out and say, can I, do you do newsletters? Can I do a newsletter for you this month on the top reasons why people have uh, their immune crashing or the top reasons why they're not sleeping or they've all of a sudden have adult acne? Fun, fun, where their hair is falling out. These are all major pain points of people. And so when you're reaching out and you're saying that to somebody, all of a sudden you can get in front of their list. That is the same strategy we have offline. So if you think of all those people that you reached out to before, you're going to reach out to them this time and say, I would love to come into a presentation would you be open to that? Do you do talks each month, you know, for your facility? And you can do that for your yoga. You can do that for any topic that you did before, and then make a list of 20 people that you're going to reach out to that do already know, like, and trust you. Or that can be in one column. I call them the column, you know, the column strategy. The first column is the people who know, like, and trust you. Maybe there are other practitioners that are not in your same space but they are the person who has the yoga studio, the chiropractor, the acupuncturist, the massage therapist, the spa, you know? I mean, really it's limitless. The second column is people that you wanna reach out to that you may not know, but you're going to reach out to them and say, i looked at your website. I see that you work with the following. This is what I do. I can come and teach on these three different topics. And those can be the PowerPoints that you have from... It can also, of course, be teaching on a freebie. Mm -hmm. Be teaching on that lap reference. I think when we shift the perception, and we shift our mindset to see that what we do offline is really what we can do online, all of a sudden we don't feel heart attack level. Mm -hmm. So the third (laughs) solution to that is coming up with actually you know, what are those three workshops that you're doing? If you had a thriving practice before and it was offline referral, that's what you still want to build. You want to build that referral network so that you have, you can say to them, I would love to build a referral network with you because I have people that are coming, that come to me for this issue and I think that it would be extremely beneficial for us to be able to promote each other. And that, of course, can even be you promoting on, you know, YouTube, like, hey, if you're in this area in New Jersey, you know, I want to talk about this chiropractor that I really love. It's just creating that visibility. But I think that referral network most comes from saying, I can come and do a presentation for you on the following topics. I would love to. Do a blog post for you. And again, you have those blogs also in that program. Okay. Do you have any questions from even just that? And the reason I say YouTube is YouTube and Google have a great relationship. It's a search engine. So if they're
1: you're owned by Google, what? I think they're owned by Google now. Right.
0: So, but they have a great relationship where people still to this day find me because I have videos on YouTube. In the beginning, when everyone was doing a lot of spending time on social media, I was spending a lot of time doing on offline outreach, which, again, you can still do, even though somebody is, you know, doesn't have the same kind of flexibility. And the truth is that we probably are going to be in a different place within a few months. I'm hoping and I'm seeing that kind of in. Some of the things that are being said in in the media, some of the things, some of the action steps that are being taken in different states. So do I feel that we're gonna be in a different place? Yeah, I think that you could really take advantage of this dilemma, but take the lemons and turn it into lemonade and make the goddamn lemonade stand by actually saying, What are these workshops that I'm going to be focusing on? And how can I build in this next few months to get in front of places that do need a you? And so that you start to have that, you start to have more visibility. And so, you know, I would say the end part of that is the reason I love YouTube is somebody is coming there for information. Keep a video to eight to 15 minutes, 30 if it's more of a rant. Mm-hmm. But if somebody's Googling what what's going on with my gut, what's going on with this, it's been proven that somebody will go to Google and they most often will go to YouTube because YouTube is known for how do you? how, what, what signs and symptoms. They're not going to go to like, some people go to WebMD and and stuff like that. But most often I find that people for information are going to YouTube and for specific recipes and stuff like that, and visuals, uh, maybe checklists, they're going to Pinterest. But I don't think that you have to expend your energy in Pinterest. I think that you should really expend it in the communication, the talking, and building that visibility. You can also, of course, have those YouTube videos and make a blog, a vlog, so that you have that video there and really build that know, like, and trust factor. Think of your signature opt-in on your site, which can be that quiz, and spend more energy there getting explaining to somebody what happened, what was life like, what did you learn, what do you teach, a case study of you working with somebody, and and just think, what do I need to say for this person to 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 hire me to build that trust and reclaim and reinvent how you're looking at the digital marketing space?
1: Yeah, I definitely have to work on my mindset. Uh, yeah, because I think it's also affecting. You know, this is the first time. What is this? Were we in May? I keep thinking we're in April. I had taken a January and February off from social media because I just I just needed.
0: Time break.
1: and so when I came back doing everything again, just with a, a fresh mind, it was interesting. Like I can't for the life of me get initial call scheduled. I mean, I was even on my email list. I was like, free coaching session, anybody, you know, kind of thing. And
0: I will just say this from talking oh to God, I think that's a mindset shift of just finding reigniting what you want to do and why you're doing it. Because I know that I struggled. You know i've struggled with that at different times and i really need to go and listen to like eric thomas and get reminded that this has nothing to do with me and get reignited on like what is my purpose because when we are really clear on our purpose and our why and, and being willing to, to clear out some of the demons, some of the stories, the narratives that have made us, that have put us in this situation that we are emotionally, when we get that realignment with our why, I feel like that drives us past any other thing that's happened in the world. I know I had to do that for myself this year. And I had to say, either give yourself permission and compassion to not show up. Or do it and get reignited with like, what is my purpose here? And, and when I did that and cried a lot and did a lot of that work and a lot of that self-worth issues and, and a lot of things that often hold us back, it was painful. It was some of the most painful work that I've had to do in years, but it also brought me back to how I felt in the beginning when I started my business is that I just didn't give a shit about anything around I had yeah. to care only about this person struggling. And I would say that's the part of just reframing. It's rewiring some things that have, you know, affected you. But I would say also shift the mindset of the online space. Look at the online space like you're talking to somebody offline. And the truth is, I would say in closing is that, start reaching out to people offline. They're they're starting to get, we're, everyone's trying to get back in the swing of things. And I really do think that this last year has been hard. I think yeah. everybody's saying that it hasn't is complete lying and being BS. But I think it's affected a lot of us who are, even if we're extroverted, introverted kind of personality like myself, and I know for me, the offline space was extremely important. And so I would say to get past, like, are we still here? And instead say, even if we are here, I'm going to reach out to these places offline and get in front of new people, you know, and reignite. And you have to understand also when you come back and you're rebirthing your list, you have to give them gifts. You have to give them gifts and get them to see that you're here again, get them to understand like why you did take some time off and the more that we're clear with our list in that and, and say, you know, guys, we want to kick off this month. Here's this lab reference sheet. Take this quiz. You can do that with your list and get them re-engaged. They're just not engaged right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I, I had a, a really good list. You know, that's another thing. School doesn't really teach you how to manage your list. And I mean, at the time, I was always offline. So health fairs up the wazoo and and all kinds of stuff. pages and pages of email addresses and talks and, and things like that. And I, it kind of went down the tube because we weren't taught how to really nurture our list. It was always like, just get more people, get more people. And so I know I lost a lot when I came back in. That was another thing too. When I came back, trying to reignite that list and, and then getting it to grow,
0: but the thing is, you have to look at it like this. It's like reigniting a friendship. Yeah. And so I would compartmentalize and say, here's my newsletter. What's that strategy? What I always did is treated that as a list builder. I would say, you know, guys, whoo, it's been a doozy. Here, I want to give you this gift of this lab reference sheet. Because I find that so many people are struggling. Like decide what you're going to talk about this month. Theme that month. Because when you theme that month and you decide what you're going to talk about this month, guess what? All the videos where you're doing everywhere else, it's the same theme. You can be like, guys, I want to gift you this. Here's like this, you know, something that you've bought. And if you need to add something, you could even be like, put it this way for the $257 investment. If you felt that the protocol was going to get people to open, is that worth giving them protocol? The answer is Yes. If that's worth like teasing them and being like, guys, this month is going to be, this next month is going to be amazing here. Take this quiz, hit reply on your answers, get them to engage back. Don't even make them sign up for anything. Right. Like here, I'm giving you this quiz. I'm I guarantee you will see something. And you could even say, you know, here's this gift and just say, what's this theme of the gift a month? You will get people re-engaged and it will take away that overwhelm. And the truth is that same strategy should be done every month. Yeah. It's not just about the food focus. Give them a gift. Talk about that all month. Be like I'm gonna send you a video a week. Get personal there because you already have that connection with them. Did the, yeah. does that feel better in general on a strategy like on both both fronts?
1: Yeah, big time, especially because, you know, with the done for you's in the beginning, in my first eight years of coaching, I created everything and creating takes a long yes. time because <laughs> you still have the research before you create.
0: Creating, the researching, the editing, the making sure it looks nice. Oh, it it yeah. takes.
1: Yeah, it's a lot, a lot, and I'm a detailed person, and I get caught up in the fine details. And I had a limiting belief when I came back that I had to create everything, everything that I did, all my from down to my social media, to blogs, whatever. I had to create everything, and then I, I actually had a conversation with myself, and I said, "Do I? Yeah, because I did that." And I'm in a different. I'm restarting my business. I'm. I already well, started- starting. Right. I
0: think we all have that concern. Like, is it going to be my own? And the answer is, of course, it's going to be your own. Like, okay. you're just saving usually what takes about eighty to a hundred hours. Yes. To-, to research to everything and even like five hours on a PowerPoint to research to create the design. You know, I would say the last thing is look at look to see what you have in your assets blogs can also be newsletters a freebie can be broken down into newsletter content as well i think the reframing that i would say is you're sitting on a great list it's just now about getting them to reengage before asking for the ask okay so getting them to rebirth and open up the emails even if that meant looking at one of the workshops of like stress and gut health or eight signs you're and, and saying for $97, is it better for me to like give that freebie and kind of theme out and then use that PowerPoint for your four videos for the month or your eight videos? The answer is yes. Because then you're just creating a strategy everywhere. It's allowing you also to then use the same content offline. It's just allowing you to breathe. And I think focus and I would say that, you know, the acknowledgement of also the mindset shift is is always step one. And, you know, just being confident that you will be able to reengage them and you'll be confident in just decide what you're going to teach offline. And, you know, if it was fairs and stuff like that, find what's happening, you know, and if they're not happening right now. Do the outreach, you know, to that that specific place, you know, with with just the right messaging that you're offering a solution.
1: Last month, I had my first one, a virtual community meetup. Yeah, just create my own meetup, not re- not like on Meetups.com, just yeah. my own meetup, and have like eight people that are interested. So That's we have eight our people, centers.
0: and it will grow. I mean, I think it's just when it's. The way that I look at getting back in the game is like when you take time off from working out and you got to go back to the gym, it's like, we want, we're like, ah, I shouldn't be able to do this with 15 pound weights. Like, why am I so weak? But it just takes then the re-engaging and the focus. And I just feel like hopefully this conversation clarified, like where to refocus and how to compartmentalize it instead of sitting in the overwhelm.
1: Yeah, and repurposing.
0: Right now, go back. You've done this before. It's no different. It's not just because social media and digital marketing. I think what I hope you heard is that we still do need to create that visibility. And I hope that you do that. Pre-recorded videos, if you are detail-oriented, it's clear, you know, what you're talking about. And then upload those to YouTube with a link to a freebie or your information.
1: I, li- I like the repurposing. Yeah. Uh-uh. Taking that and I, and I always had to hang up with blogs because I'm not really a writer. I well, communicate through I'm Italian. So
0: But that's, know, why my that's why video my voice. That's why video is a great medium. I'm Jewish, I'm a communicator like this. <laughs> I mean, when you're like, oh my God, I would have said, Oi, oh my goodness. <laughs> so I'm just saying from one person who is a communicator like that. And I think that you just have to find your right medium and really focus on the titles that you have on YouTube, do the market research, go to Amazon, see what book titles, go to Mind Body Green, see what titles, Thrive Journal, and then go, of course, on YouTube and see existing titles that people have. You'd be surprised, even if you have 10 views, that's 10 people. Yeah, You know, if you commit to the consistency and we, again, go back to the redefining how we look at digital marketing, we have to be conscious of like, what is our inner story? Are we saying things like, oh my God, this is so much. I know I did that this year because I felt overwhelmed with all these reels and this TikTok and that's not my zone of genius. I'm a communicator. I'm not a quick linear talker. (laughs) And so I was getting frustrated. I wasn't showing up. And then I had to say, Rachel, just do what you've done before. It that, that works. Stop comparing yourself to these other people who are able, like I said, to snap, to point, all this, just get back to thinking about my ideal client. They don't need it perfect. They need it clear. And if you're that communicator, step into that truth, be honest about what what you're saying inside because that will affect your vibe and we know our tribe has everything to do with our vibe
1: yes yeah I think for me a big part what I like what I I love doing webinars too and actually I I do I really love doing webinars I do like talking in person because I like feeling their energy my thing about online was I had a big fear of oh my god it's like being a disc jockey you're talking to the microphone but there's
0: But millions
1: of people that see it where I'm just in a room with my like, you know, 10 to 40 people.
0: This is a great thing. If you really think about the energetic flow in the world, we're always feeling. And that's what I mean is it's looking at it differently you know, it's envisioning your ideal client in their struggle. It's it's like stepping into their shoes. And I think that's, you know, Ryan Dice, who is one of the people I love for marketing. He always says empathy is one of the biggest things that we need for for this industry. So you already have that. Just reframe and get out of your own way because it really is that part. Mm-hmm. So I we are going to close this up, guys. Well, and you, thank you so much for today. This was not only really helpful for me to go back and think of what really worked, but I know this is a big struggle for everyone. And I just think this is going to be extremely, extremely helpful.
1: Oh, I hope so. (laughs) I know I'm not alone. That's (laughs)
0: for sure. (laughs) You're not alone. And just remember that. Be like, every time you catch yourself feeling like, oh, I don't want to do this, ask yourself, like, "Am am I getting in my way? Mm -hmm. Am I not looking at visibility in the right way of finding my ideal client? And if you love webinars, I mean, I think you really answered your own questions today. You just needed to talk it through.
1: Yeah. That's a hard, you know, that's probably one of the biggest things about working online remotely from home, you know, is because you don't have, you don't have a little, the IT person next door. You don't have the person that you can walk in their office and say, Hey, I have a question, you know, so you're,
0: You are, it does come into the free group, ask these questions. And if you want to come into the membership, then you get access to me more specifically in these kind of areas. But either way, we talked about so many great things that I, I think starting and just deciding where your focus is going to be, is going to be the best. Is it the newsletter for this month and re-engaging? Is it getting that visibility, reaching out to people? Those are three different compartments. And they can all have the same content theme so that you don't feel overwhelmed.
1: I love it. Thank you.
0: All right. We are going to wrap this up. And guys, thank you. This, If you didn't think this was of value, maybe we all have to then check our inner critic. <laughs> all right. <laughs> See you on the next one. All right, guys. That is all for today. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss any future episodes. While you're there, it would mean the world to me if you take just a few seconds and leave me an honest review. Truth is, I love honesty. Your reviews help me to reach even more health coaches and wellness professionals who are ready to explode their business and want the truth in this non-BS approach. You can find all the links and the information mentioned in this episode at www.rachelafeldman.com backslash podcast. All right, so don't forget to tag me on Instagram at Rachel A. Feldman and let me know what was your favorite part of the episode. This will help me to create even better content for you, bring on awesome peeps to tell you the truth about how they built their business, plus other speakers to help you take your business to the top without overwhelm. Thanks for listening and I'll see you guys soon.